This is Stacy, the host of Juji Tara's podcast. I need to disclaim before this episode that Coach Vince and I, in our conversation with each other, we use lots of filler words in the course of our conversation. I have spent some time trying to edit out as many as I am technologically skilled at editing out. However, there are still several instances of filler words being used in this episode. So unfortunately, if people using filler words is irritating to you, you may not be able to listen to this episode. (laughs) However, if filler words are something that you are able to get past and listen to the content of the message that we are talking about, then enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Juji Terra's podcast. My name is Stacy. I am a Juji Terra, and this is my podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with my friend and training partner, Vince Simartano. In this conversation, you will hear us discussing starting jujitsu at a young age as a child or a teen and the development of the person through the jujitsu philosophy as well as other aspects of jujitsu that the children go through like competition and the class structure and things like that. We also discuss what are the benefits of starting jujitsu from a young age, why jujitsu is good for children, and just kind of our own experiences of coaching the children observing the children, and just various things like that. I had a really great time chatting with Vince today, and I hope that you enjoy our conversation. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm sitting here with the one, the only, (laughs) Coach Vince. (laughs) Hello, hello there. Hi, how are you? Doing absolutely amazing, Stace. How are you? Good. I'm fantastic. Um, so can you please introduce yourself to the the podcast listeners? Of course. Yeah, my, my name is Vince. Uh, I am a blue belt at our gym, Grace Baha Downers Grove. Uh, I am the current lead kids coach and also uh, an assistant uh, instructor for adults as well. Um, I'm also the project manager for both Downers Grove location and the East Naperville as well. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Indeed. You wear many hats. (laughs) Many hats that I love to wear. So you mentioned that you are the the main kids coach for our school. Yes. Um, Now, you've been training for... Five years. For five years, for a number of years. Can you kind of describe... Like, how did you get into jiu-jitsu in the first place? Yeah, so uh, I've been wrestling since I was since I was a little kid, and um, I was always, I was actually the one that was always the one on the mats, like, you had to extra motivate, you had to get me up, because I didn't want to do anything, all that, um, and then one day, I, I just looked up Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I kept on seeing it everywhere, um, and I just saw how interesting it was, especially... Uh, from a self-defense standpoint of like, yeah, wrestling's great. You could take somebody down, you learn how to control somebody, but to actually like understand how to apply pressure on somebody and keep them down or submit them until whatever point that interested me so much, I felt like it was a part of grappling that I was missing out on and that I needed to explore. Um, so I looked up uh, jiu-jitsu schools around me and then it was the first school that popped up and I 
ran into Professor Carlos walking into the school, and I was like, oh, how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu? He was like, oh, like 30-something years. And I was like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how I found, about, found out about the school, and then um, here we are now. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's kind of funny. <laughs> how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu? <laughs> like my whole life. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how old were you when you started, if you don't mind? I was 16 when I first started. 16, okay. And then did you go through the teens program? So I, so the teens program cuts off at 16. So when you turn 16, they consider you an adult. Um, So you're in the teens and adult class. Um, So I've been in the quote-unquote adults program since I was 16. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very, very interesting just because I was always the youngest in the group. Mm -hmm. There's always these older guys around me and more experienced people in life and jiu-jitsu and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I really, really enjoyed it, you know, like especially being the young guy. um, I think in any environment, especially if you have more older, experienced people and they see the young guy that's really involved and they Mm -hmm. invest time in it. And I think I learned a lot, a lot of how I am now just being surrounded by all those people being so young. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, so you got started when you were kind of like mid-teens, but now that you are the main kids coach, are you also like the, the kids and teens coach? Yeah, correct. So in the teens and kids coach, um, you'll see like I, I lead the class for the three to six-year-olds um, and then also for the seven to 10. And then when it gets to the teens and adult class, as I said, I assist the adult class, which is in the teens with there, but they kind of trust me to lead the teens um, and everything along with me and uh, Coach Joey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now Coach Joey, <laughs> this is a relatively recent development. Yes. How excited are you about that? Unbelievably, man. Um, this... This young man, Joey, I've, I've been tra- training him since I was a white belt. I remember he was in the Little Little Kids program when I started first coach. And now to see him now, he's 13 years old. And just like I said earlier, you know, it's about like the environment you're being surrounded by and the people that shape you in the environment. And man, even him from even two years ago, he's completely changed. You know, just being around myself, Professor Carlos, Professor Pedraca, Coach Al, it's always positive influences around him. Um, and especially at that age, he's like a sponge, you know, and uh, we us having knowledge of that we want to make sure we push the positive things on him make him aware of the negative things but it's like we always say it's standing on the shoulder of giants Mm -hmm. right it's like for example um professor carlos had to travel around the world and go to all these places open up schools and we don't have to do that because now we're standing on shoulders of giants so i think that's the same way with joey where he has all of us that have went through different types of things and from that, he's able to grow even bigger than us because of what he's around. So yeah. um, he's definitely a very, very, um, he's what I would say, if you do jiu-jitsu and you start as a little, little kid and you really dedicate and commit yourself to it, that is the exact product, it turns out. And that's, like, my heart is just so full. Like, and I just, I just have so much pride, you know? Like, just, pr- I'm so proud of him and, like, also of, like, how our programs have developed to be able to nurture that in our in our children you know and because now he's he's gone through the program for for a number of years now from a child now he's in he's an, a young teen and look at how like like what, what kind of a leader he's becoming you know like oh man he is <laughs> he is man like we even have we even have, he just turned 13 years old, you know, he's very, very young, and he helps me with all the kids' classes and coaches and everything, and I was talking to this guy, he came in, he came, sat down and observed with his, uh, his three-year-old son, 
And after I called him on the phone and I was like, Hey, what do you think of the class and everything? And, uh, I brought up coach Joey and he was like, man, he was like, that kid's 13. He was like, I was about ready to buy that guy a drink. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it's crazy to see it, it, Again, it goes back to like, you become what you surround yourself with yeah. and the environment that shapes you, you know, and that really is proof of the pu- proof in the pudding. It's like, man, you see someone who's never seen coach Joey before, see how he holds himself, his confidence that he walks around with, how he speaks, how he acts, how he reacts to the kids and everything is truly amazing. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what we're trying to foster, in our in the children and teens that that come to us, you know. Um, so can you can you talk a little bit about what benefits are there to starting jujitsu as a, like a child or even a young teen, like not just from your own experience, but also because you work so closely with these kids and teens. Like, what have you observed? What changes have you seen in their own life? You know, in their lives. Yeah. Definitely. You know. So I definitely think from, I'll go, I'll go for different ages, right? So I'll give you the three different classes, right? There's the little, little kids, there's the three to six year olds with them. It's more of getting them structured, right? It's getting them to be able to know how to listen to somebody, getting them to know how to control their emotions, how to be aware of themselves, aware of their surroundings, uh, to kind of get a conceptual idea of themselves, right? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you you're putting your kid in jujitsu, but at a young young age, it's very hard for kids to really develop these um, these huge techniques that are super complicated and everything. Hence, why it's like the the focus at that young of age is being able to get them comfortable with themselves, right? It's being able to work with themselves, but also being able to work with the team, um, and that's where it kind of gets the martial arts benefit of it, right? It's mm-hmm. you could you could go in any jujitsu school and they can all teach you how to do the same cross power choke. But it's like, what's the philosophy that you're putting behind what you're teaching mm-hmm. that makes them believe and think everything around? For example, it's like, um, there are schools out there, I'm not bashing any schools, but it's like, man, they come in and they teach you how to fight and they show you all these techniques and it's like, but they don't teach you, hey, don't ever go outside in the street and just use this on people, right? Like, for example, our, our philosophy behind it is, number one, what's the best fight it's the one that never happens mm-hmm. right because if i teach you how to be aware of yourself mm-hmm. how to be aware of others in the situation you're in you could stay out of 90 percent of things de-escalate exactly. use your words to de-escalate the situation exactly you yeah know. it's um that actually reminds me of when i first started um in like the first couple of months one of the first things i remember professor carlos saying was Jiu-jitsu is not the art of going around and kicking everybody's butts. It's the art of learning how to not get your own butt kicked. That's true. It's true. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, and I never forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot all, him saying that. Man, he, he, that's the thing. Again, it's like the, the philosophy that he's putting behind his teachings. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest, biggest part. And that's definitely something I learned from Professor Carlos a lot. And I make sure it's like, even sometimes, uh, you know, I'm human being too. It's like sometimes I get upset at the kids because they're not listening or whatever it is. But it's like you got to remember the big picture here and you can't get upset with the little mistakes or little things they do because, again, we're here for the bigger picture for them. We're here to develop them into a young three-year-old into example for what Coach Joey is. This is a young, confident, disciplined 13-year-old, you mm-hmm. know, that can now take, take care of himself. He can rely on himself but also knows how to work with the team and lead others. Yeah. You know, and especially say now we're past the three to six year olds. Now we're in kind of the, the seven to 10 year olds. It's like, what are they learning? Right. It's like, 
again, same thing. They're getting the martial arts benefits. They're getting the philosophy, all that stuff of martial arts. But now at this age, now they're really developing how the real self-defense is, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of really recognizing when I am in a bad situation, really recognizing people's emotions, recognizing their own emotions, you know, um, in a more in-depth sense. For example, like um, everybody says like there's that intuition, right? It's like, oh, I feel that intuition. It's like, oh, I, I just have that feeling. Um, and it's crazy. Like Professor Carlos has said, he said, man, jujitsu over a lifetime will tell you, show you how to read people's souls. You mm -hmm. know, and I really, truly believe that. And with these kids, it's like, man, I have kids come up to me. They're like, hey, Coach Mitch, you're looking kind of upset today. What's going on? And I'm like, man, you know, it's like now they're able to notice <laughs> these type of things. You know, yeah. it's, it's very unbelievable. And even with just the self-defense part, now they're really learning how to do hip throws. They're really yeah. learning how to put knee on bellies. And the confidence that displays in a human being is unfathomable. Mm -hmm. You know, like easy. A good example is someone is yelling at you, your boss, your teacher, whatever it is, and you're super stressed. You're like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. But then you get someone who goes to jujitsu and now someone's mounting them. They have someone on top of them trying to choke them and they have to emotionally keep themselves calm to be able to mentally think themselves through. Now when they go back to school and their teacher's yelling at them, whatever it is, they don't take it as such a stressful situation because there's nothing more stressful than someone on top of you and mm -hmm. you have to really try to think your way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why should children train jujitsu? You know, there's... I, I talk to people all the time and I think everybody comes with their own reasons for jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, for example, I want to be a professional competitor. I want to be able to overlook schools. I want to be able to do all this. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you have someone who comes in and they're like, I just want to be here for the community. Some people are I just want to be here for the self-defense. And what I think that no matter what you come for, I think what martial arts brings you. And I think everybody needs to go through is that. You can't. It's hard for people to really learn life lessons without going through some sort of pain, going through some sort of trial and error. Because for example, right, if you have someone sitting there their whole life in their house, they never go out, the life experience and stuff that they learn is going to be very few because they haven't mm -hmm. experienced much, you know. But then you put someone in a martial arts and now, mm -hmm. again, like I said, someone mounts you, you have to think your way through, you got to keep yourself emotionally calm. That's mm -hmm. hard things that you're going through to be able to now apply that stuff in day-to-day -day life which now gives you confidence, self-control, all these things where I feel, especially nowadays, with just um, all the stuff on social media, people are involved in all that stuff. Once you get away from that and you put yourself in a situation where you're really going through hard stuff and you have to think about, man, how can I actually keep myself calm? How can I put this in day-to-day -day life? How can I apply this with my relationships, with my school, with my everything i think that is something that no matter what you come for that is something you're benefiting through is going through something difficult and coming out in the end and knowing how to apply that in every single mm -hmm. other aspect now we do have like a kids competition team correct um can you kind of talk about the philosophy behind having kids compete of course yeah i mean like now that that goes back to what i just said of man going through going through hard things right uh, as a competitor, anybody that's ever fought and anybody that's ever been in a competition sense understands the stress, the emotions, the weight cutting, 
the the uh, the fight camp. Every single little detail and thing that you have to do really does matter. And you know, like like <laughs> there's always those jokes you see at those memes on Instagram where it's like. Uh, duh. it's like, oh, when your boyfriend's cutting weight in the time and nobody wants to go around him, it's like, man, you know why? It's 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 not an accident. It's because he's going through so much, and the or the girl's going through so much, and she's going through so much difficulty mm-hmm. to achieve one goal. And now, once you put a kid in a situation where he really has to be on top of himself, he has to really be able to control his breathing to keep himself calm. He has to be on a good diet to make sure his weight. You put these little details in somebody now for example when they go to work they're not going to miss these little details because they understand how every single little thing they do matters right it's like professor carl Sully says the devil lives in between the lines and he he hounds me all the time about this is the devil lives in between the lines devil is in between the lines you know but it's for example if you're looking at a facility it's clean you're going to be looking for the little things like the little corners the spider webs look if the mats are clean you're gonna look at the bathrooms have a little polish or so but it's those little details that make the big picture make what the big picture is you know and i think that's the same thing with kids competing it's that you put them through all these little you put them through all these little trials and even if they come out successful or not now they understand the ability that it's not just an easy way to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, you, again, you have to go through trial, you have to go through error to be able to come out on top. No matter if you win or you lose, now you understand what it means to be able to really put your heart and soul into something. What would you tell adults or parents who are trying to push their children to um, like, like win all the time at these competitions? Who put so much pressure on his kids? You know, I I would say it's not about the winning or losing. You know, like I said, it's the big picture, right? In the end, your kid could be winning world championship medals when he's six and does all this. Oh my God, he's a world champion when he's 12. He's won 12 world championships by the time he's 16. But at the end of the day, if he's just winning and he feels these emotions and these people are going around him and it's, oh my God, I feel this glory at the end of the day. Now you're solely focusing, you're solely focusing competition based on an outcome. You're not basing it again off of, wow, my son or daughter have really gone through the wake up, the emotions, the yelling, all this stuff. And it kind of takes away, it takes away from the big picture because it gets so drawn in and something that it's very emotional. Like I, I want to turn him up before and it's so emotional. You want to stay attached to that and feels like you're riding a high. But at the end of the day, it's like you're always going to learn more if you look at the big picture, no matter the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna learn something no matter if I win. I'm going to learn something no matter if I lose. But again, it's because of the mindset that you're in that you learn that. If I'm here in competition and my parents are like, you have to win, you have to win, you have to win and I lose, it's like, man, I'm going to come back never wanting to compete again. And now you're missing out on all these benefits that can benefit you down the road. And my, my suggestion to parents is, man, be there to support your child. Be there to be there emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, because it's, it's not an easy thing for someone to go through. Any parent yeah. that competes and has a kid that also competes understands that. And that, that's my toughest thing for other parents is I t- try to tell them, yeah, just be there for them and everything. And it's hard because they're a parent. They wanna, they want success, you know. But not 
I don't want to suggest not sh- success in the short term, but we want success in the long term. Yeah, it's more of a process than like a quick outcome. Yeah, it is. yeah I mean, I I competed once, but I have assisted and I've worked at some of the competitions that we've hosted. And I have had a few observations about some of these kids. First of all, like the little kids. cutest thing oh my god to see the like the little like four-year-olds and five-year-olds like just like bopping on out to the mat and like like standing like they're kind of like looking around like okay do we start now like like, no you gotta wait for the rev like you gotta like and then just like seeing them just as soon as you tell them like they can they can start they're like okay and they just like they just start cutest oh my god and it's just like they just they're just having so much fun and like they're so like they're so like relaxed and there's like there's no like the, the little ones you know like there's it's just like they're just like they're just there for fun they're just like okay you know and it's just oh my god it's the cutest it it's is. the cutest it is. what i've observed though is like the older we get like the older kids, the teens, the adults, it's like the older we get, the more that we kind of like lose that joy, We do, you know, just like the joy of doing jujitsu with your friends. And, you know, I've overheard some parents at some of the competitions. To me, it almost seemed like they were scolding their kid because even if they won this match, like they didn't, you know, do this or that or the other, right. And it's like, okay, but your kid is like eight. Can you please just tell your kid that you're proud of them and you know be like hey you know how do you feel you know I hope you're proud of yourself like man it's not easy coming out here to compete you know it just just I just wish we wouldn't lose our joy in the art you know the older that we get I feel like you know if you go to these some of the adult competitions everybody's just just so nervous they're so nervous you know you know and I think I think that's you know it's very for example, right? It's when you're a kid, I think it is a parent's job to make sure the kid is taken care of, happy, healthy, has his toys to play with, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But and then now our world is based off of where a kid is, man, well, we're, we're having all this happiness, this joy. And now when we're older, we subconsciously make a switch, but we still want this happiness, this huge joy. But I think we're searching for it in the wrong way. I think that personally, my view is if we're not in a distraught, bad, whatever it is, man, we're in happiness. And I think that people base happiness off of, man, I'm only going to be happy if I get this win, right? Mm -hmm. I'm only going to be happy if my son does this. I'm only going to be happy if my daughter does that. But at the end of the day, you have to realize it's like, Let's be happy with where we're at. Let's be happy with the progression we're making. Let's be happy with the moment we're in. Because again, it goes back to like, man, you know what's going to make, you know what's going to make someone at eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old happy? The fact that they went through something so hard and they come out on the end, even if they win or lose, with you with a positive outlook, right? Mm-hmm. With you being like, man, great job. I'm proud of you, but let's do it again. You know, not to put someone up on a pedestal if they win or not to put somebody down if they lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, again, it's the big picture of, hey, let's let's make sure that this happiness and this success can be felt at no matter what stage we can do. Not just, we can feel this happiness and the success just because we're in spot A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, 
you know, I mean, I as an adult, like I have the self-awareness to be able to look back at myself as a white belt, you know, and, you know, cringe a little bit because it's like, well, you know, (laughs) starting out, you don't know what you don't know. But then also just to kind of like look back on my journey and just be like, wow, you know, I've grown so much. And, you know, I'm hoping that like as these kids get older, they can kind of look back on their own journeys and be like, wow, I've really grown so much, you know, like and then we get kids like Coach Joey. You know, because he started as like a kid and now he's a young teen and he's being a leader and, you know, he's like you said, like earlier, like he carries himself in like a in like a different way now. And and so hopefully they can develop the kind of start developing that sort of self-awareness like, oh, yeah, this is growth. This is progress. Like I'm different than I used to be, you know, and it's like, man, like what would you rather have would you rather have your son or daughter to win a couple of competitions but still is undisciplined doesn't know how to take care of himself still is hard to get up out of bed in the morning all this stuff or would you rather have someone who is losing a competition but that's the first person you call if you need something that's the first person you know that's going to be there they get up in the morning they discipline themselves they do all this it's like man at the end of the day you're looking at one aspect of a tournament but let's look at the aspect of life you know Mm -hmm. like man you might win a jiu-jitsu competition but if you can't stress manage yourself or you can't do whatever it is. And it's like, again, well, now you're looking at the small picture, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, let's look at the big picture. Coach Joey, he, <laughs> that <laughs> he is winning every tournament he's in, but I can guarantee you that if he lost, he would be carrying himself the same exact way, mm-hmm. you know, because he realizes from being surrounded by a positive environment and positive influences that it's not about the tournament. It's about everything else that comes with jujitsu that he's going to be able to apply until he's in his seventies and eighties. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is like jujitsu for life. And like the that's also the name of the series is like jujitsu at any age. Like, you know anybody can do jujitsu. Anybody. <laughs> anybody can do jujitsu. Um I had something else and I was gonna ask or interject and I just forgot what it was. Oh well. So <laughs> Like, it just came to me as you were talking. I was like, oh, I should say that. And then I lost it. That's, that's all right. So, <laughs> I love it, Stace. Well, whoops. Oh, well. Okay. So, um, okay. Well, it's kind of half coming back. It's, oh, well, I was to ask the next question and then we, uh, maybe I'll get it back. No so, what advice would you give to people or even parents of, of younger children who like maybe are interested in jujitsu, but might think that like, oh, maybe my child is too young or, you know, ma'am, you know, and, and I, and I, I give the same advice to adults that tell me they feel they're too old, right? It's like, listen, until you pull the trigger, you'll never know because you're telling yourself a story that's making you feel a certain way. It's making you act and say, Oh, he's too young. Oh, he's too old. But if you talk to somebody in the field that has experience, that works with that age group, and that mm-hmm. has been around and seen, man, trust these people. You know, like I tell people all the time, like they come and like, oh, oh I want to do craft, but God, because I can do this stuff. <laughs> and I explain to people, like, man, I'm here because I want to find what the best martial art is. I want to find what I can really defend myself in a real life situation, what I can defend my family and friends and everybody I love. And man, I could definitely tell you from my point of perspective, I'm not here to BS people. 
You know, I want to mm-hmm. be here to be straight up with people. And that's my advice is, man, reach out to a school, talk mm-hmm. to them. If you don't feel like that's not the right fit for you, then don't pull the trigger. You know, yeah. but the moment you feel, man, maybe this is a school for me, just do it. And if it doesn't work, well, at least you pulled the trigger and you tried. Because the worst thing, it, man, it's, <laughs> it's that, it's that <laughs> cheesy thought. It's that cheesy quote. It's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. But it's true, you know, and especially for a young man, imagine if, I, I was too scared to go in or imagine if Coach Joey was too scared to ever walk yeah. through the doors or imagine if Professor Carlos, yeah. because of whatever reason, didn't go to jiu-jitsu. You know, it's like one decision can change your whole life. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, it can. I just remembered that thing I was going to say. Let's hear it. So, because we were talking about like, you know, you were mentioning something about like the kids who maybe like lose in competition, but then like the way that they they, you know, carry themselves, whether they act, behave, you know, treat others and stuff is, is, you know, more of what we're looking for. And what I had thought was, you know, it's, you know, these, these kids that, you know, like coach Joey, like they, they develop into these, you know, confident, self-assured young people. I think also because we are making sure that they know that their value is always there no matter what the outcome of a competition you know like their their value as a human doesn't go up or down whether they win or lose a competition like they're always always valuable you know and like we also we talk about competitions i know like at the school and stuff and you know they'll say if you if you win that's great you know but also it's like it's not everything because okay well how look you know, looking in like how did you how like you know how did you get there you know and then if if you don't win it's like okay that's fine like you know the world's not gonna end okay now you know where the holes in your game are just work on those you know so um i mean obviously like we're proud of people's accomplishments and stuff but like their value as a human is always the same always you know it's like why would i why would i base Someone, for example, like I'm going to throw a crazy name, like Elon Musk, right? Like, man, I guarantee he makes mistakes all the time, but he's reached great success because of his mistakes, because of stuff that he's done. Like Professor Carlos, he's made millions of mistakes. I've made millions of mistakes. But, you know, it's like if I base my value off of the mistakes I made, then I'm just going to sit here and now I'm basing myself off of my mistakes. And it's like, we can do that. We can sit here and base, our, base each other off of our, our mistakes, but it's like, man, what outcome are we going to get from that? You know, it's what is the goal? If the goal is to sit here and again, to sit in this state where I got to feel bad for myself because I lost or my parents don't feel like that. It's like, man, again, it's not the big picture. It's not the goal. I didn't join jujitsu. I didn't have kids do jujitsu and all this stuff and coach kids just to have them devalue themselves just because of one loss in their life. Yeah. Well, I think also that's a really important philosophy or mindset for kids to develop at a young age, you know, because... I mean, like, I feel like I know better than anybody, like, you know, the older you get and like other stuff happens and like, maybe you have, like I do, I have two mood disorders. And so it's just like, it's really easy to get stuck in that kind of like hanging up on your mistakes and stuff and feeling like your value as a human is, is going up and down. But I think it's really important, you know, and I'm really glad that we are, you know, teaching these kids this philosophy that like you are valuable as a human you have potential to grow you you know you have 
the things you do and say affect not just yourself but also other people you know and like we can build a community together and doing that from a young age like I just I'm really proud of the programs that we have for these kids and the teens too well because then like kind of jumping off of that I guess piggybacking off of that like we've got these kids like as the ambassadors right yes can you talk about that please yeah so um so we have we have like for example, right, there's the ambassadors program. It's like, what is the ambassadors program? It's for people to have a sponsorship that really dedicate themselves fully to jujitsu, that they dedicate themselves fully to Gracie Baja, to the school, to the philosophy. Um, for example, like I was the first ever ambassador of the whole state of Illinois. And um, I can tell you, like, from my experience, man, it's. It's like, for example, people think they get their black belt now that I get to sit down and relax. They're like, yeah, I'm a black belt. It's no, like, that's no, that's when the work really begins. That's when the work really begins. Yeah. You know, it's like when I became the ambassador, I really realized, like, man, that's that's when the work really begins because I realized, like, I am an influence to people. Mm-hmm. Everything I do and I say matters, yeah. you know, and it's and whether I notice it or not, and I have to make sure I carry myself around with that at all times. I can't be going to the store acting like a fool or doing something acting like a fool because again I, I stand for something you know mm-hmm. I stand for something that's much bigger than myself that was created for people like me but created by someone that has been around for so long that understands the importance of what this will bring to the world and the people you know and I can't have my personal views or whatever kind of come in on that and put it one way or the other it's like no this man has a vision he's seen it it's the positive and there's for people like me to come in and be like, man, I believe this vision. I believe the positivity it'll bring to not just myself and my relationships, but to everybody else. You know, and it's it's a very very important program, especially um, man. There's influences all around with drugs or this or alcohol, whatever it is. You know, and it's like there's very few people that are real positive influences, and even the people that are positive influences are really based on one type of thing. Like, for example, I love Jocko Willink. I love David Goggins. Um, and, I mean, I watch their stuff all the time, you know, but unless some some of the stuff they say, it's like you kind of have to be a mature adult to really understand some of that stuff. And, I mean, I want to be an ambassador like they are, but I want to be an ambassador for kids. You know, I want to be an ambassador for young kids that really – kind of need that guidance that kind of really need that positive influence in their lives that maybe don't have it at home or don't have it at school and it's like man now you realize of an importance of man this kid doesn't have a positive influence or doesn't know what happened doesn't have something to really learn something Mm -hmm. from in a way that's going to benefit him in his life positively but now he comes to me and i have to realize the position i'm in and the way i can affect these kids that now it's going to affect them the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. i can't be in this position Treating it just like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. Because it's like, no, at the end of the day, no matter how I act, I'm put in a position where what I say and what I do is going to affect people in a positive or negative way. Well, and aren't we also kind of encouraging these kids as they grow up to be this kind of ambassador to their classmates, to their friends, to like their peers and stuff like that? I mean, even though like the, the technical GB ambassador like you've just described with yourself, you are like sponsored by Gracie Bot, you know, this kind of stuff. But like these kids can still promote the values and and be kind of that good friend, be that good person 100%. and spread that positive energy, you know, be that positive influence I like agree. now, like in and just wherever they're at, you know, at their school or whatever. I agree because it's like, man, especially when you when you look at someone that's in that position. 
Like, for example, for me, it's Professor Carlson. I look at Professor Carlson, I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to be in that position. It's probably super easy. He's probably done all that, you know? And, like, the more and more I, I, I climb on that mountain, it's like, man, I realize the more I climb, you know, the colder it gets, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's definitely a rough journey, but now I'm being able to pave that path for anybody that's behind me also climbing the yeah. mountain, you and know? And they can walk in your footsteps. Exactly. You know? And that's why you got I have to realize if I like it or not, like, what I do really does matter. It does. Yeah, and I think also like with these kids and stuff that, that we teach them, you know, that what they do also matters too, you 100%. know, and I think that's really important for, for these kids, you know, just for these kids to learn. Like, I feel like they don't always get that kind of positive reinforcement from wherever they're at sometimes. So it's good. I just really am glad that we do that for them. Because I it's, I just feel so, because there's, there's some kids that I've seen, you know, like I'm not a kid's coach, you know, but I do see the kids sometimes and like even just like seeing them like at one competition, you know, because I'm working at the comp net or whatever. And then four months later or whatever, seeing them at the next comp net and just like seeing their, I'm just like, oh my God, look at you. It's awesome. Look at you. Like, oh my God. It's just, it just fills my heart with so much joy, you know, to see these kids like that. And, um. I'm just so glad that we have the kids program, you know, and that we've spent so much time and effort to like develop it into what it is. So yeah, hundred percent agreement. You know, like I think, I think my personal goal, and I think it's Professor Carlos's as well. It's like, and all the coaches at the school, it's like, we want to, we want to build that coach Vince voice or Professor Carlos voice in their own heads, Mm -hmm. you know? So now once they're older adults like we're saying right we're talking about at jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu but it's like man again we're going back to life it's like we want to be able to have that coach vince voice professor carl's voice in the back of our head at all times reinforcing us like i can tell you personally man i walk around professor carl's is talking to me all day long he is talking to me all day long in my head you know every decision i make everything i do i'm like man will professor carl's think will professor carl's say you know, but I, I can tell you, like, man, it saved me a lot of times from making bad decisions or it saved me a lot of times from being able to pull myself out of situations or whatever it is, you yeah. know, and I realize it's like, man, I'm, he always tells me uh, the first year I went to Pan Am's in 2020 by myself, yeah. I didn't have a coach. I was like, are you not coming with? And he was like, if you get into an altercation on the street and you're in an alley, are you going to be looking for me to coach you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. And he's like, man, my goal for you is to be able to build that Professor Carl's voice in your head so now you can walk around with the same confidence that I'm right behind you, yeah. knowing that you've built that whole entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, and just kind of knowing that, like, that these kids, that they have people like you, you know, people like Professor, people like all the other professors we had, you know, the other coaches, and and these, like, positive, you know, like mentor type of figures who can feed them good things for their mind and spirit and and, you know they can practice good things for their bodies too it's just yeah I'm just I don't know I kind of lost my train of thought but basically like I'm just glad that we have that you know and I think it's just so important for these kids you know it's very important you know to develop them to help develop them as as people I agree. You know. And it's like the power, the power that jujitsu would bring to everybody. Man, imagine if everybody was walking around here with jujitsu. It'd be unbelievable. So many, so many, so many things. Like people walk around sometimes angry or whatever it is. And it's like, man, I think if everybody did jujitsu, because jujitsu, what it brings is 
to everybody that does it, no matter, again, what their goal is, it brings them physical benefits. They're physically moving. They're getting their body active, their blood flowing, their heart rate up, their breathing going. Emotionally, again, when you're sparring, you have to somehow keep yourself emotionally calm, whether that's with breathing, that's with mm-hmm. um, mental chest, whatever that is yeah, for you. mental chest, yeah. You know, and then you now you figured out yourself emotionally. Now it's mentally. I have to mm-hmm. know how to think through this situation. What is she going to do? What is he going to do if I do this? You mm-hmm. know, and spiritually, it's acceptance that if I do do this and it goes wrong, can I accept that? Yeah. You know, can I accept that if stuff goes wrong, I can not now find another way out? You know, and I think if every single human being had those physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits, I think that people would walk around day to day with more of a positive outlook on life. I think people would be a lot happier. And I think people just in general would just interact with the world in a lot more positive way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, we can't necessarily force people to change, but we can at least forge a better path for those who are coming after us, you know. 100% 100% agree. So, yay. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Thank you, Stace. Now, before we kind of end things here, like where can people find you on socials? Yeah. Um, only thing I really, really use is my Instagram. It is Vincent Samartano GB. You can find me on there. Uh, I got a little picture of me in my little my little sombrero hat. <laughs> little hat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where you guys can find me. And uh, man, GB Downers Grove. Definitely, yeah. if you anybody ever is interested, just wants to have a conversation, please feel free to talk. And I'll put those Instagram handles in the description of this episode. Awesome. I love it. Yay. I appreciate you, Stacey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast, give it a rating, and leave me a review. If you have any questions for me, or if there's something you want me to talk about, then DM me on Instagram at Podcast, or email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes below. See you next time!